it's April. Here we are again this week. My God, the week seemed to go so fast. It seems like we just did this, and here we are back again. Um, time seems to be going super duper fast these days. Maybe it's just me, but I am really sitting over here feeling good about things in a lot of ways. Um, Miss Marple is healing up nicely. She's only got two more weeks in her cast. Cause remember she broke her foot and she's pretty much done with the casting. She's over it. And every day she talks to me about get this thing off of me. I can't stand it anymore. But I have to tell her every single time, no, you have to keep it on because if you take it off too soon, then we'll have to start all over again. So she's sitting here looking at me like, how can you do this to me? But then kind of understands why I have to do this to her. But she's got a pillow fort. I've got a, a, a plastic container on the, on the desk. And I've got pillows lining the whole thing. So she's in a pillow fort that she can look out of and get all comfortable with because she needs, when she lays down she, with this cast on, it, she, it's, I, I know how she feels. It's like, how do I get comfortable with this big old thing on my leg? So I've put in a bunch of stuffed animals and um, lots of fluffy blankets and some pillows so that when she lays down, she can extend that arm that cast onto one of the little stuffed animals. And I think it's easier for her. She looks like a little more comfortable than she was at first. The thing is almost as big as she is. It's, it's hysterical when you look at it. But she's doing better. She's coming around. And she certainly knows what bacon is now. Um, I always make sure that when I make food, I always cook a little piece of bacon. And I come in, and I it's about maybe two inches long at most, and everybody gets like almost an inch of a um, piece of bacon and she has learned because when I say the word bacon her little ears perk up because she I call every time I give it to her I go bacon and so she knows that that's what it is and she's pretty smart uh, I think she's probably smarter than any of my dogs well I can't say that because Guinness is here um, but I think she out of the little puppies I think she's the smartest or maybe it's the most street smart let's put it that way so I am uh, feeling like a happy camper. I'm slowly but surely getting away from having to go to the veterinarian every five and I feel like everybody's up to speed now. I mean, all the bad stuff has happened and um, I'm remedying it all. And Guinness continues, knock on wood, to amaze me. He's got energy. It, he takes his meds without a problem. Even some of the congestion has gone down a little bit, it seems. Um, he's doing really well, and he's still taking the vet med. It's called vet medin, and it's to help regulate the heart. And I'm still got him on a um, sort of an herbal diuretic, but I'm thinking as this progresses, I might have to go to the pharmaceutical. I think it's called Lasix or something. I've, I've discussed it with the veterinarian, and he said, look, right now he's still responding well to the herbal stuff. He said, but there'll come a time where that won't be enough. He says, and we'll just keep monitoring him until that time comes. He says, and then we can give him Lasix, which can make, maybe give a whole other level of time with him by keeping it down at a, at a more harsh level. I mean, pushing it a little bit more. But he's doing wonderfully. He's 19 now. And I am just amazed. Um, I have to tell you, that it was like a, 2021 in June, he had that stroke. And... 
I just braced myself that night, you know, thinking, oh, my God, you know, this is it. I'm going to lose him. And when I, the next morning when he was still breathing next to me and alive and kind of looked up at me and I took him into the veterinarian and the vet says, you know, all we can do at his age is to wait to see if he recovers from it and how well he recovers from it. He said, there's really nothing we can do. Um, he said, unless you want to do like an MRI and all this stuff. And I said, well, you know, if that might not give us any information either and I'm wasting, you know, a lot of money on something that may not really help, you know, and I might need that money for meds or something. So he made it through. I brought him home and I started him. But what I've basically been doing is starting him on a really strict, healthy heart diet. And I've been giving him all these supplements and herbs and spices for the past year. And he's actually, I think, gotten better. So I am also um, taking a look at, there's a, something they're advertising on the Internet, Terry thing, to help dogs with advanced heart failure. And it's all about the food. So I may order this little kit that tells me, you know, how to do it, when to do it, what foods to give them and whatnot. And I'll certainly share it with you all, but I think I'm going to give it a try. Just to give him extra support, extra, you know, extra help along the way. And I know that the day is going to come where it's just not going to be enough. But as long as I'm on watch, it's going to, I'm going to do the best I can to keep him comfortable. If he starts to get uncomfortable, then we'll have to have another thought. But right now, he's still king of the roost here. Um, he's bossing everybody around. He goes out in the morning and barks at people. You know, I mean, he's, he's engaging. And, yeah, he's a lot slower. Yeah, he can't see. Yeah, he has a hard time hearing me. But he has really wonderful mornings out snooping around in the yard. You know, and I go right with him. I don't put him on leash anymore because he couldn't run. If you gave him a million dollars, he couldn't run. So I can always grab him if something weird happens, like he tries to run away. But I don't think he's <laughs> going anywhere. So anyways, Tony, how is everybody in Maine? How are the kids? Kids are doing good. Um, Yeah, another week, no crisis. Well, I had two implants put in, so I'm in a little bit of pain. But as far as the kids, they're good. Oh, I'm so, so glad yeah. to hear that. Yeah. So, you know, I cross yeah. my fingers every day. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you yeah. have to. And I have all of my, my cats are young, but my dogs, let's see, Biddy's nine, uh, Nellie's 12, Marple's allegedly 12, but she's a whole different kind of 12 than little Miss Nellie is. Um, she doesn't have the energy that Nellie has, but Nellie's been eating my food and supplements for the past four years. I think yeah. I'm going to be able to bring, you know, Miss Marple back too, but it's going to take some time. And then, of oh, course, sure. I have Guinness, the yep. patriarch, my, know. you know, 19 years old and still kicking and kicking strong. That's great. Not weak. And he looks me in the eye, and I know he can't see out of the one eye for sure, but he looks at me every morning right in my eyes and says, I want to go out. I'm so, okay, here we go. You know, so at 6 a.m., he wakes me up, and he wants to go out and do his little due diligence with nature, and I think it really helps him. It helps him wake up. It helps him engage, and I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to have the extra time. So I know I said this last year, but I'm saying it again this year. I want to get him till Christmas. I want to keep him here. 
comfortable till Christmas. I've had one more Christmas with him. I know it's selfish, but that's what I want. And I know he wants it too. So anyways, I think I'm going to go get Veronica. All right. Now talk to the audience. And you shuffle off the buffalo. I certainly will. (laughs) All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. And, um, you know, I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com. And that's I-N-N-E-R whispersradio.com. And don't be shy. Um, You know, we'd love to hear from you. We've got great questions for this week. And, um, you know, we'd like to hear from you. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. Good day to you. Good day to you. Our first question is coming from Shane. Can a person who is royal, a famous politician, or a professional athlete incarnate into a regular person like me? Or do they retain that through all of their lives? Also, can we regular people incarnate into any of those positions? Well, you have to understand that being a royal, being famous, um, they're still regular people too. They maybe come in with a more predominant in-your-face kind of energy where People, you know, maybe see more of them, but a royal famous person can incarnate and often does. We'll say most of the time does, comes in and incarnate as a regular person. Um, And we take an issue a bit with the regular part. Uh, We think you're talking about the linear occupations and the linear paths that somebody chooses. But all of your energies are equal. And all of you are regular. Some of you choose more open kind of participations where you're recognized more. But that's just the life they're in right now. The next life that they incarnate into, they could be a maid or whatever their energy wishes to experience. And to have a well-rounded experience, you've got to try it all, we think. Um, and we can tell you when we were incarnating, that's what we do. And being famous isn't all it's cracked up to be. Um, a professional athlete really has to be mindful of what kind of genetics they get involved with. Or otherwise, they, let's say if you really wanted to be a basketball player, and let's say you were a famous basketball player in one of the lives, and you had a brilliant career, but you were also six foot nine, you came in and picked the right genetics. Somebody who comes in and picks genetics that where they're only going to be five foot eight. They're not going to make the best basketball player as a pro against the six foot nine individual who is playing. So an energy who wishes to do that or keep doing, say, being a professional athlete over and over, it really would be tedious to try to find the genetics, line it all up, and do it every single time. A lot of time when you are incarnate, having what you are labeling as a regular life may have more growth and more energy attached to it than something famous. 
In the linear reality, most of you get caught up in what people do. It is an expression of their soul. And there's a lot of facets to your soul. So it would not make good spiritual sense to constantly incarnate in the same kind of situation. It would benefit the energy much more, band what you're doing, and maybe be something, a piano player one time, and maybe, you know, a dancer another time. It makes more sense to incarnate in different roles than it would be to do the same thing all the time. And yes, the second part of your question, can regular people incarnate into these positions? Yes, you can. But a lot of times, that's maybe not what your soul wants to do. So, there would be discussion then. So, yeah, it can happen, but a lot of times being a regular person in the reality is a big job. So it wouldn't necessarily mean that you come in and want to be, you know, the king of England the next time around because there's a lot of baggage that comes with those kinds of predominant roles. So, yes, to all of your questions, Again, it's never a standard answer with these kinds of things because there's always a provision, there's always some sort of adaptation that has to occur as well. All right, our next question is from Perry. If a loved one crosses over from a serious illness, such as cancer, does that illness follow them into their parallel lives? Well, if you... There's, there's two things here. When you cross over, let's say you had cancer in this life and you cross over, it would be the intent of your energy. Um, now, we're talking past, present, future lives, but the question was about parallel lives. But we're going to go to past, present, future first so that it doesn't get confused. If you have a past, present, and future life going on, and in one of them you had cancer, when you incarnate into the next experience, you may or may not bring in the cancer with you. It would be the individual intent of the individual soul, whether they decide to do that or not. And maybe you lost your battle with cancer in the current life you're having. So when you incarnate again, you may want to incarnate into a timeline where you can beat it, where you can annihilate it completely, have such a hard time with it that you don't want to even deal with it for a while. Again, it's all very individual. And now that the parallel life, you have to remember that the parallel life doesn't have a past, present, future. It is a different expression of the life you're currently living. So if, and with different choices. So let's say you chose to have cancer or cancer found you in the life you're currently in. The parallel lives are reflecting different choices. So therefore, there may be no cancer in any of the parallel lives of the current life you're having because it's about different choices, not about choosing different things that happen to you. So we would say parallel lives, most likely not. Past, present, future lives, yes, you can carry it along with you. And you may have a life, a parallel life where you did get cancer, but you beat it. So it's all very relative. And, but it does happen that way. And yes, it can happen. Very much so. All right. Our next question is coming from Andrew. So this has always bugged me. 
why can't we remember anything when we enter into the physical realm? Well, the physical realm is very thick and dense. Most of the time you're up to your knees in the mud of dramatics as you try to trudge through it. Coming into a linear life, you come in with all the experiences you have, but they're not at the forefront because intense focus is needed to be in physical reality. If you're thinking about past experiences, it's going to not make you as powerful as you could be in the life. We'd say there are a lot of people, though, too, who do remember bits and pieces, and you've labeled it in your culture as deja vu. Now, there's, of course, scientific reasons in the brain for why that would happen, but there's also spiritual ones that's happened as well, where you might be in a place, if you look around and say, I've never been here before, but boy, it's familiar. I know what's over there. I know what's over there. There's a lot of that that happens. And also, when you meet up with somebody that you've had a lot of life experience with, you meet this person for the first time, knowing full well, linearly, you don't know them at all. But... When you meet them, it feels like, you know, your long-lost best friend has shown up. And you immediately click and immediately feel a connection with them with no experience behind it. So remembering everything. Now, some people do. It's not across the board that they don't. But if you had to remember everything while you're trying to focus in a thick, dense reality, it won't go well. It would be tedious and it would be difficult to pull off. So that's why you don't remember. But as you get older, and some of you who do have a thinner veil than others, you do start to remember certain things, and a lot of you verify it through past life regression and things like that. So don't be bugged, Andrew. It is not something that can be controlled by you, so don't be bugged by it. But perhaps Start looking around and start really absorbing your reality a bit better and paying attention to the nuances. You may find that you remember a lot more than you think you do. So put that in your focus for a little bit and see what happens. All right. Uh, Kate writes in, I have a question about parallel lives. If I can change in, if I can change in my life, does it affect my other self. It can. It can. Um, uh, let's see if we can give an example of this. Perhaps you're going along and maybe you didn't take really good care of yourself. And, and then the other parallel lives, some you did still take better care of, some equally didn't take good care of, and some sort of middling about it. If you decide in your life to make some changes. Let's say you've never eaten well and you didn't take really good care of your biology, so you start to eat well. And that changes the dynamic of the life that you're living. Because perhaps now you feel better, you have more energy, and maybe some of the diseases that were bothering you have cleared up because you've cleared up a lot of the messiness in your biology. Maybe you had a parallel life where you were doing this already. You doing it in your main life here also 
encourages and pushes that other life to continue doing so because there's also now a little energy exchange going on because that parallel life feels the connection with you and pushes along the energy a little bit to even be even more so. So yes, parallel lives do affect you, sometimes negatively, sometimes positively. But as you change yourself and grow and become, have more awareness about who you are, the more the changes will come to focus and the more it will affect you. Parallel lives can be complicated and sometimes linear words aren't enough to even explain it because it's not really a linear, it's a linear experience, but it's not participating because they're all going on at the same time in a linear fashion. We'll talk more of this as we go on because the parallel life situation is something that we think all of you should know about and all of you should utilize in your journey. Okay, Veronica, that was our last question. If you'd like to take a break and come back and give a message to the world, that would be wonderful. All right, we will. Okay. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed the show today. And again, I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com and, um, you know, let us know what you're thinking. And we'll try to get your question on the air as soon as we can. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. Okay. How about today, as you walk through it, to decide to find things to be thankful for? It's a time and an era in linear reality where everybody's looking at all the negative things that went on every day. And boy, there's certainly a lot of them, negativity. And the events that unfold seem consistently getting sometimes worse and then gets a little better and then sometimes worse again. It's easy to find things to be upset about. It's easy to find things to complain about. It's a little bit harder to find things to be thankful for. So as you walk through your day, and let's say something happens that really throws you for a loop, and it's negative and you're like, oh, my God, and it affects you. It seems to color every aspect of your day. And it's hard to get out of that kind of negative loop when you're in it. One surefire way to help with that dilemma is to find something to be thankful for. Now, we know there's many of you who are rolling your eyes saying, well, I don't have a lot of choices there. And we're saying, before you answer that way, why not check it out and see if you can find something to be thankful for? Now, It isn't for riches. It isn't for creating something frivolous. This is about finding deep happiness when something occurs in the reality that is of benefit, that is soothing, and supportive of your evolution. may not be quite a linear event, but it certainly is always an energetic one. So decide. Find one, no matter how small it is, how insignificant it might feel. Decide that you're going to embrace it and you're going to look at the universe and say, thank you for sending this to me. It's tiny, but I'm appreciative of it. The more you bring thankfulness into your life, the better. It takes the edge off of all the negativity. 
because being thankful for something is a very positive thing. It's an exchange where you're showing appreciation for the event, person, for the moment. It's something that all of you need to do and keep in mind as you walk through your day. Again, it's real easy to find things that are going wrong, but much more evolved to find things that to be thankful for. So make it your mission every day to find at least one thing to be thankful for. It could turn around the energy pattern and make everything be more thankful for. Make the choice and see. All right. Thank you. That's a great message. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. We'll be back with you next week with more questions. Until then, have a good weekend. Thanks. Bye-bye.